0: welcome to another episode of Magical Boys. This is episode 40. Holy crap. And we're here. We're queer. You're probably
1: used to it by now. Hmm. Mm. 40. 40 is the new, like, the new fuck age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to fuck at 40. I got the salt and pepper coming in. Yeah, no, it's 40. Good. It's good. I'm into mm. that.
0: I'm real into that. And you know what else I'm, I'm into? I'm into my co-host... Ruben Medina and I'm DJ Did Kirkland. You,
1: yeah, it's about to say it. Good. Take care of yourself, DJ. <laughs> take care of yourself before you take care of me. That's how relationships work. That's how relationships work. You're right. You're right. You're so right. You're so good. You're yeah. You're so good
0: to I'm me. You're so, so sweet. You're so sweet to me. I love my
1: host, I, DJ Kirkland. Yeah,
0: I, I, yes. I love you. And welcome to another episode of Magical Boys where we talk about games, anime, manga, pop culture and all that good shit in between from a queer perspective all of it just there's so much of it it's like a it's like a sandwich of pop culture that's
1: really gay it's a gay sandwich. We're gonna, guys we're gonna talk about a whole lot of black panther later in the episode so if you haven't seen it a what's the fuck is wrong with you mm-hmm. b uh we'll let you know when that's gonna happen yeah, uh, and that'll be the be... End of the episode so you can yeah. peace out then it's gonna be so um, spoilery
0: i yeah i'm not holding back <laughs>
1: Because we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, we got your normal stuff. But DJ, first, I have a question. Uh uh-huh. Hopefully I have an answer. DJ, why weren't we hosting the Anime Awards?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, but Gotta like... work our way up. Do you realize that like Anthony Carboni is just like the straight version of you? Are you aware of this?
1: <sighs> don't. Don't. He, don't give me... Don't say such sweet things to so me. He's so
0: hot.
1: Anthony Carboni's like... He's so hot. And uh, the last name already has the joke in there, right? Anthony yeah. Carboni, yeah, like have sure. an Anthony Carboner,
0: for Anthony Carboni.
1: Oh, Jeez,
0: <laughs> he is so hot, and he's so nice and sweet and funny. And it's like,
1: how can you be all of these things at once? I just realized I'm not following him on Twitter, so I just rectified that issue.
0: Did you? Yeah, did you fix that? Did you? I I just, I just that followed. Issue? Okay, good.
1: Because. Anthony Carboni, if you ever listen to this, I just followed you just now live. <laughs> in media res oh it's God. happened such a babe he's such a babe um yeah I didn't
0: um I didn't have the opportunity to watch the anime awards this year but uh I love that it's a way bigger production and I love what Grouchy is doing I, I love all the work that they do and it's, mm-hmm. it's really cool to see them just like evolve as a brand and do really cool things and have award shows for anime it's really cool
1: well, it's cool because, like you know I think we've we've seen games do that we've seen um the we've seen games go from uh the really unfortunate spike video game awards yeah oh, God. um oh, those were so that were just 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 trash just those were so just, bad just nasty mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah. just like the, the, the catering to the lowest common denominator of like horny male teens and it yeah. fucking sucked yeah um to I think it's just the video game awards now, which are like not bad I mean it's still for sure. A like three hour long commercial for new games coming out, right, right. Um, but you know that's that's to a pretty large degree that's every awards show, um, and it's cool to see all those creators kind of get their get their due and get their recognition, yeah, on a, a really well produced stage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if anything, like just seeing the the production going into it, and I love that we're that social media is kind of a double-edged sword i think because it's both a blessing and a curse at the same time (laughs) no really yeah yeah, no gee you think (laughs) it's amazing Mm. but
1: also trash well Um, it's like i can see like uh thirst trap posts really easily um uh, i get like anime titty on tap yeah um Mm -hmm. but also i have to deal with neo-nazis and russian bots so
0: (laughs) yeah so i mean there has to be some sort
1: of semblance of balance right you thought this anime titty was free No, you got to deal with some white supremacists (laughs)
0: What's great is that, like, I... There are some accounts that I follow on Twitter that's just, like, Thirst Central, and it is just free dick on tap, just right there in my feed, and I'll be scrolling through Twitter, I'm like, oh, that is a fully erect penis on my <laughs> feed, and I'm living. I love it. It's fantastic. I want all all these, like, Insta thoughts and these Twitter thoughts to just live their life, and... To just put it all out there. I'm into it because I will receive that. I will gladly take that mm-hmm. into my feed. I will like it. Um, it's amazing. It's what I'm here on the platform for. But then at the same time, it's like, then you have then you have right-wing Nazis and men's rights activists. And I don't, and-
1: don't want to see those dicks.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, and those, those, those are the ones that I don't want to see. They're terrible. <laughs> God. Don't want to see your,
1: racist, your racist dick.
0: Yeah, like, I love seeing, like... Um, <laughs> what, like, gay, like, uh, white gays on Twitter, just thinking that they're being really like thought provoking and moving and woke, and they're like their asses, is, they're like whole assholes out, and they're like, I'm putting my asshole out for you know just representing the <laughs> those of uh, those of us that have fallen at stonewall and i just have so much respect for that movement and what it meant for me and it's like girl your whole asshole is just like out on your instagram feed your little quote about stonewall is not (laughs)
1: this 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 is for harvey this This, is for harvey milk this is for
0: harvey milk about girl these are these two things are not no (laughs) don't do this
1: no but see that makes me wonder if like you have non-woke like uh like racist twitter doing the same thing we have racist thoughts being like this is my whole nutsack also damn those brown people yeah it's like this this is
0: my this is my yeah
1: this is my entire asshole fuck brown people (laughs) yeah build the wall (laughs)
0: here's my exactly it's like like, here's my whole asshole but also make
1: america great again oh my god
0: i hate it (laughs)
1: I hate, I hate it. it. I hate it. How are there so many racist gays? It's, Get out of it's here. So,
0: it's so bad, cause it's like, girl, what are you doing? Mm. What's happening? But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. That's a different <laughs> that's show. A, that's a different show on a different <laughs> day. A
1: magical Boys late night.
0: <laughs> this show, on this day, is about video games.
1: Mm, video games, anime, mm-hmm. Black Panther, DJ, what have you been playing?
0: Um, I... <laughs> I'm garbage. Um, I have just been playing because I don't have time, I didn't have time to play anything that's gonna really suck me in for multiple hours to where mm-hmm. I can't just pick it up and put it down. So I've just been playing a lot of Overwatch and Dragon Ball Fighters. And mm-hmm. it's they're both so fun in different in different ways. Um watch because every time I start watching Overwatch League, I just want to get in and play Overwatch
1: same absolutely the same yeah. and it sucks because like it makes me want to play a lot of dps characters mm-hmm. because a lot of my favorite players are uh like uh pine and sebiobi on um yeah. nyxl mm-hmm. and i can't play i keep trying and i can only play pc overwatch for like 30 minutes before my left hand gets fucked up from waz yeah i can't i can't do it like
0: so I, I gotta play
1: console and it's tough playing mccree on console it's yeah. tough playing widow on console yeah
0: i yeah it it annihilates my wrists like playing that game on pc so i will never be pro and that's totally fine but Mm. i you know i'm i'm proud of my of my skills with diva i'm pretty good with her so Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna i'm gonna just own that and and love that and you know i'll be good on console that's fine
1: i'm trying to sort of like branch out and and try to master playing dps characters Mm -hmm. on console that are more um like skill shot oriented Mm -hmm. because i know that i'm good at that in other games i just have to figure out how to do it in overwatch so i'm actually like right now i I just was playing some today which i haven't done in weeks and i am obsessed with trying to find like just the right settings for my for like mccree and widowmaker like just the right tweaks and like turning off like uh linear or exponential ramping for aim and smoothing and all that shit um, and it's like, it's a, that's a wild world. So if you're out there and you have any like, uh, McCree settings, strats, or any of the, uh, sort of more FPS normie, uh, players, let me know, because I want, I'm trying different stuff out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, I really love that game. That game it's really good. is so much fun. It is, it is like, I, I, I really love that game a lot. And what's great um, I have a story to tell you about playing Overwatch online. Huh? So I was playing Overwatch with some of my friends in our little group called Petty Watch. And uh-huh. we were playing on Saturday. and Well, no, Sunday. We were playing on Sunday. And it was just three of us and We were playing competitive because it was the last day of competitive um, for this season yesterday. And I still hadn't done all my placement matches. So we just kept playing competitive so I could at least get... So I could at least place for the season before it ended, but um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. So we were playing the three of us, and we ended up getting paired with a three randoms in our team, and we were doing really good. We like really, mm-hmm. really, really good. And so we were like, why don't we like join up with them? Let's let's uh, stay as a group because I like that that feature. Once you you know you do really well, you're like let's stay as a group and let's let's play more matches together. So we did that, and then we were. We were like, "Can do you want to take the plunge and get on voice on voice chat with the oh, other no. three? Oh no! And and at first I was like, "Oh god, this is gonna be awful!" But we ended up playing, uh, getting on voice chat with them, and they were lovely. Oh, and we were—they were three. Assuming I'm assuming that they were all straight guys, and mm. they were super nice because we were still like being super gay and doing our thing and being like, yes, God, and all this other stuff. So it was it was really nice. Like, we played for, like, two hours together and awesome. we did really well. So this is, like, the one instance where we playing online with randoms and you meet a couple other people and they aren't fucking assholes mm-hmm. was great. I mean, there was an awkward moment when <laughs> we were playing and one of them was, like, blasting music in the background and have you heard that song on the radio that's like, let it be, let it be, let it be, baby, just no. let it be. Okay. Anyway, nah. anyway, it's this random like country song with BB Rex. It, it's weird. Um, I don't really like it, but the person was blasting it. We were all like, "Yikes!" <laughs> but, but other than that, it was a really awesome and positive experience, and we all did really well. And we all added those guys on our on on PSN, and we're like, "If you're ever on and you want to play, like, let's get up and." play some matches together, because I think the three of them were, were a group together, and then mm-hmm. they joined with us, so it was super fun. We had a really good time.
1: That's awesome. Like, that's definitely, um, that, like, the early days, the first, like, year, year and a half of playing Destiny, that's what it was. Like, mm-hmm. I always would, because you have to communicate in, in parts of that game Yeah. Um, to get shit done, and so I'd always be hopping into random, um, like, pick, making Reddit posts for people to join me for night, uh, for, um, uh, uh like uh raids um and and everything else and it was great that community was really good early on Mm -hmm. and honestly it's still pretty good but i just i've fallen so heavily off destiny yeah but like overwatch when it started out i think was also that way in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways um and then just like everything else you get a lot of people and it just turns into trash yeah um but uh i think comp season starts tomorrow yeah yeah. So we should get a six stack because I really, really want to play. Honestly, I want to at least like get my placement.
0: Yeah, please play with us. It was it, like you're gonna have so much fun because we played last night and it was myself, Rakim from uh, Podcast of Color, and mm-hmm. the other some of our other friends from uh, from Petty Watch, and we were all playing together. We were like, "Where's Ruben?" And uh, Rakim was like, "Where's Ruben? Where's Ruben?" And I'm like, "I don't know. He's." Somewhere doing something and being adorable. And... Text
1: me, DJ. Just text me next okay, time. I will. Just do it, and I'll, I'll... be like, I'm having a life. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you know what? I'm not having fun. <laughs> yeah, I just want to rub it in. No, literally, because some sometimes I'm not doing anything. Yeah, um, it really depends. But yeah, text me next time. Yeah, I, I will play with you guys. And
0: also, I have a message for you from uh, from uh Oh, so your little your little like thirst trap picture that you posted. <laughs> he he was uh-huh. he was like. Okay, (laughs) yeah, he was like, "Okay, Ruben, with the with the chest hair and like the chest Mm -hmm. out and everything, it's like okay, thirst trap." He said it it, it was real good, and I and I was like, "I was like, yeah, it, it had me feeling some type of way when I saw it. I was definitely like, oh." Okay, got the chest hair I going,
1: got the everything. Try to conceal my thoughty ways, usually. But don't conceal it; let it free. Sometimes I weaponize I it. it I weaponize the thoughtiness. <laughs> Did you see? Weaponize my, my the Twitter titty. Name? Weaponize the titty, Ruth. <laughs> my Twitter name today that I changed to was a Thought Catalog. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. that's amazing. We-
0: weaponize the titty. You got to weaponize it. On it. I mean, you don't have to work
1: on it; just weapon. This is like just I'm- like boom, just. Make, yep. it, make them bigger, just to make them... Make the titties bigger. Make Do them pop. Mm. Make them pop pop, 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 Enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> that is very sweet of her and Yeah,
0: no, we were talking get, about it. We were like, oh, okay. He's like, Ruben had me shook. It was everything.
1: <laughs> get, get me on Vero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vero. Let's see if
0: that catches on. We'll see.
1: I hope it does, just because as much as, like, people are like, I gotta... I mean, it's gonna be free for the first million people for life, but... People are like I got to pay for social media and I'm like, mm, I've been a part of like pay to access forums in the past. Yeah. It keeps that shit from getting terrible. Yeah, yeah. It does. Like it you, it keeps it for people can't just make random bot accounts, they can't make a billion accounts to harass people because right. it costs money. So it's like, okay, let's maybe let's make a good social media platform. If no one is going to uh, uh like really monitor and kick shitty people off of it. Yeah, Let's make one that they can't do it unless they pay money.
0: Right. It's like, you can sit and pay money and make multiple accounts and do it all you want to. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, no, I think it's interesting. It's a really... Okay, so, I guess we should kind of explain what that is for people that have not heard of what Vero is. So uh, yes. Vero is a new social media platform, but I guess it's not super new because it's been around for a little bit,
1: but... It's been around for a bit. I think that they it seems like this first million thing is maybe new Mm -hmm. um and honestly i don't know why everyone started going nuts about it because i didn't see like i didn't see a new article about it or anything yeah um all my friends just started joining it Uh, um but yes it is the the conceit the first million users will have a free account for life but after that million um anyone who signs up Will be paying some sort of monthly subscription fee. They said it's going to be pretty cheap, like a yeah. cup of coffee cheap. Yeah. Um. And what that does is that, uh, it it's it's roughly Instagram. It's very Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not like Twittery or Facebooky. Very Instagram. Right. Um. With a couple different like features. Um. But the main thing about it is there's no ads. Uh. They show your timeline in chronological order, which is <laughs> crazy. My
0: my god, chronological tweets. Uh, well posts i should say
1: and the reason why uh oh and they're not selling your data right like so according to their tos they are only taking some very basic things that you use when you sign up, mm-hmm. but they're not like tracking your data to sell to advertisers like everyone else is doing. Right. So, uh, they can't monetize it the way that free social media stuff does. Yeah. Um, uh, because they're not throwing ads in there. They're not selling your stuff off. So they have to charge something to keep it running. Right. Um, the issue in the past couple of days, I think their servers are getting hit really hard because yeah. it's like been not working great. Um, but like people are like, Oh, pain for a social media platform. I'm like, how many things do you pay for yeah, that like, you interact like yeah think about it like if, if it's something that you interact with every day are you on facebook every day twitter every day like i have paid for a better twitter app to use um mm-hmm. like i would pay for a better social media platform to be on
0: honestly um, so would i i would gladly spend good money for a social media platform that you know isn't overrun by nazis and shows my post in chronological order and yeah
1: i'm glad and, and, and not just and not just that but like even uh ethically like has owners that aren't doing anything to get rid of all the bad shit mm-hmm. i don't know if this this guy or vero is going to be better about that i do think that their terms of service and their uh at least, what they've shown so far, their transparency of what they do and what they're doing is better than most. Um, I think yeah. a lot of artists I saw got kind of cagey about some of the wording about when you post stuff up there that they technically do have like sub licensing access to it in perpetuity. Um, but I'm pretty sure that clause—and don't quote me on this—but I'm pretty sure that clause is in most TOSs for most social media platforms mm-hmm. um, because it has to be there to allow if to allow people to post. Um, like their media in the first place, right? Uh, so supposedly it's 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 standard. I could be wrong about that, but that's what I believe is the case. Um, so if you are an artist, I don't think there's any reason to be like freaked out about that TOS, but I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, um, I have to take another look at it, but um, for me, I'm all down for discovering a new platform that I can post my art to, and you know, just have another platform to try to see what works and what makes the most sense, and see how it can best benefit. My career, so why not try it out? So I feel like this, like hesitation to to like get on it and maybe just try it and experiment is is weird and kind of unfounded. It's like it's like you everybody's talking about how they hate Twitter, but the second another social media platform comes up, you're resistant to it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it's, it's a weird thing. So um, I feel like there's room for other platforms to crop up and to be better about you know, harassment and all that stuff. So this isn't to say that Vero is going to be any better about it, but let's, all mm-hmm. we can do is honestly hope that it is.
1: So I just, I just want someone just needs to make Twitter, not fuck around with it a bunch. Um, like I know like Macedon was a thing that people were like into, but Macedon takes this very interesting, but too complicated for the common user approach where mm-hmm. it's like, it's not one uh, centralized Uh, uh, server like you have your own instances and so only some people exist on some areas of mastodon unless you like uh know to get to them it's like being on different servers in an mmo basically yeah Yeah. um and that's just like i get why they did that but that's not what's going to bring people over you have to make it easy as easy easier than twitter not have Nazis on it, um, and like not fuck around with people's timelines and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And what I really like about Vero, too is that when someone wants to follow you, and then they want to add you, there are two different things. So you can have someone set, and I love that there are different like levels that you can set to people. Yes, so that which you can cool. so that you can instantly like curate content for certain groups of people, and then have, and it's really easy to do it because you make a post, and then you just drag your finger across. So like, oh, do you want this available so that everyone from your close friends to your followers can see it? Or do you just want it to be close friends that can see this, or friends that can see this, or acquaintances can see this, or whatever? So it makes it so that you have a lot more control over who has access to your content. And I really like that.
1: Yeah, there's there's three settings. It's uh, acquaintance, friend, and close friend, which is great, because instead of having to have like um, like extra or different accounts mm-hmm. uh which again it would cost you money which is why i think it's smart that they built that in mm-hmm. um or having like your alt accounts on twitter just like yeah if you're an artist you want post your art on acquaintances or your everybody mm-hmm. where every all your followers can see it um and then if you want your your thought posts and shit put that on your close friends or whatever you know um it's just i hope it does something i hope it's good It meant it like the company is good I hope those things pan out and that it like works because yeah. we need something because Twitter is a fucking trash. Yeah. Problem, I hope so too. And Facebook is for old people now.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Like Facebook is like for parents and it's weird. <laughs> it is weird. It's, it's for it's, parents and like event, like inviting people to events basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, It's yeah. It's a weird platform. Yeah. Social media has changed
0: so much over the past however many years. Over the past, just like, 10, five years, five, even, yeah. honestly. It's, it's crazy, but yeah. Um, so what are you playing? Talk to me
1: about the things that you're yeah, playing. Yeah, sorry, way, no, off, we got way off, so topic. off topic. That um, is on, on topic, just not what we were going to talk about. <laughs> um, that's just us. Uh, I finished Iconoclasts. Um, if you're curious, that game's probably like 11 to 12 hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's uh, totally worth checking out. I think it's really good. It's a good Metroidvania-style game um it's worth playing i think last time i talked about how i i uh i think that there's like too much dialogue and plot stuff in the game Mm -hmm. they could have pulled back on it um so here's what sucks is that there's there's one area in the game the tower that is terrible it is like one prolonged puzzle with like all these different elevators and there's just lots of like kind of like making sure you're having the different elevators at the right floors to get access to different things Mm -hmm. and it just i was probably in there for two hours maybe three hours and that's just like a level area of the game yeah um that part of the game is like probably the weakest area but after that the game picks up in a pretty good way and like to a point where i was actually like getting into the plot and the plot isn't the best part the characters are probably the best part of that game Mm like the characters are really interesting and fun and have interesting motivations. And, um, some of them are really tragic. So you get to like the last quarter, last fifth of that game. And it's really interesting because all of the really obtuse weird shit that everyone's been talking about and, uh, is hard to kind of understand. Um, it suddenly starts to become clear because things actually start happening. Um, and then it's pretty interesting. Uh, so what was tough for me is um, I start getting into it because cool stuff is happening to characters. There's cool plot developments. And then you get to the final boss and it's just like the scale of the game gets big really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of old Super Nintendo JRPGs, how it's like, it yeah. starts like I'm in a village and then by the end of it, you know, you're like in a different dimension, <laughs> to fight, like fighting for like, yeah, to rescue all timelines or something. Right. Um, you get to the final boss, and with, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the final boss, it's all very serious, and then what the final boss fight is, is, like, sort of a joke that undercuts all of the seriousness I was finally buying into. Like, all of the really cool, intense stuff that I was buying into mm-hmm. was leading to a really interesting place, and then, for me, like... <sighs> It's it's a it's a twist that sort of explains some things, and I sort of get it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I just felt the way it was represented was so goofy after so many intense things happened that it just like took the wind out of the sails of the game for me Aww. from 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 a, from a storytelling perspective. Okay. Um, and it's still it was still fun. It's a fun boss fight, even, mm-hmm. but it was just a thing where I was like, oh fuck, what's this oh wait what really that's like some like it it, it rendered like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Mm. it was something that went from being very serious to almost Hitchhiker's level of like oh yeah this thing that seems very important and very intense is just like to you it's this but to the other part of the galaxy or to this race it's just a very simple thing Mm. um that's like almost comical and it was just it was just totally a really weird whiplash moment yeah um Otherwise, though, that game is good. I wish the hitbox on the wrench was better because that wrench, like, you have to, like, really, like, connect the wrench on any of the things that you swing on yeah. with it. Yeah, And I feel like that hitbox should be, like, your body instead because there's a lot of times that game where I'm, like, I feel like I should be connecting to things I'm not. Yeah. Um, Beat Iconoclasts. I played and I beat Dandara, mm-hmm. which is, like, maybe five, six hours. Okay. Um that's another metroidvania it's on switch it's on ps4 it's on everything um i think it's on mobile even
0: yeah it's on Um, it's on
1: like apple tv that's crazy to me yeah also because like later in that game they said that i would be curious to see what how they like did touch interface controls for Mm -hmm. or simple ones Mm -hmm. because later in that game the fights can be hectic like it's not crazy hard but there's enough going on that i was like I needed definitely to have like an actual controller I or I would imagine without an actual controller it'd be I don't know how you would do it yeah um it's a really good Metroidvania it's again made by like a small Brazilian team I think um you play as like a black woman which is like just cool because you never see that um and that game has really cool elements of Metroidvania of Dark Souls the soundtrack is gorgeous. Like Mm -hmm. it's so atmospheric, um, has a very surrealist painter sort of vibe to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly, that's, I would recommend iconoclast and Dandara are very different games that happen to come out in the same time that are both metroidvania esque. I think Dandara to me is the more interesting game. Mm -hmm. I would say it's, um, just more unique feeling. Whereas iconoclast is really fun and a lot of love went into it. Um, but like, I know Dandara, I literally sat down and played through the entire thing in one sitting because I was just constantly like enamored with the atmosphere of it and, and how just cool it was. Um so yeah, I highly suggest that. Um I picked up a super anime game on Switch because it was cheap, uh, Phantom Breaker Battlegrounds Overdrive. It <laughs> is just a like a brawler, like a 2D pixel art brawler, kind of like Scott Pilgrim style. Yeah. Um but I wanted a dumb game to play with friends multiplayer. So I played a couple a couple minutes of it, and it is like like your characters that you pick from are all girls, and it's like you're a maid with a big mallet, or you're like in yeah. a bikini with a huge sword, like whatever yeah. the fuck. Um, and it's fine. And then um, I've been playing some for watch, mm. and I'm diving back into Final Fantasy 15. Yeah,
0: so. I need you to finish that game so I can talk to you how much I don't like it.
1: <laughs> it's um. Going back into that, I went back through the tutorial to remember how to like actually do combat. Uh-huh. I just got past the Titan. Like when you like meet the actual, the actual titan. titan. Yeah. Um and that fight to me is like so emblematic of my problem with combat in the game. Okay. Is <laughs> yeah. that it just yeah. It just feels like shit doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um that's gonna be a through line through the whole game. So be ready Ugh. for that.
1: Like it is definitely a thing where it's like, no, like make sure to like hold square to dodge and hold circle to attack but there's just but really, there's no sense of there's no sense of impact or no sense like I feel like I have no control over knocked in a weird way.
0: It that game feels really mushy like the controls feel really like yes. like mushy. It's they don't feel like what you do has impact impact or intent. So it's
1: it's really weird. Yes. And and I have it set to wait mode because I want to be able to sort of pick and choose tactics on occasion yeah. and in harder fights that doesn't get more interesting to some degree mm-hmm. um because you are like having a moment to do weight mode and to kind of like plan your stuff out is really cool yeah but man yeah i just the more i play it the more i'm just like why don't you just give this the kingdom hearts like combat engine because it looks these like
0: these are the words that i'm saying <laughs> I wish the game just would have this like just make it the Kingdom Hearts battle system. It's fine. Yeah. That combat system works in that game. It just do that and bring it
1: into Final Fantasy. And I think And I think part of it too is animations are muddy in that game, like attack animations. Like yeah. Which is I, I almost feel like that's why Dodge you can just hold down square mm-hmm. to phase yeah, around. Like, I just think Yeah, you just kinda like tur- I turn into dust. Mm-hmm. Um But I think like if they had given if they had given enemies more uh, interesting or clear combat animations and made it so you had to actually... Even giving me a pretty big window, but you still had to dodge with square as opposed to just holding it down, but kind of time it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that if you time it well, there's like bonuses that you can get, I think, later on from that, certain Mm -hmm. abilities. Um, Yeah, just do that, and then just change... circle attacked like actually t- at like tapping mm-hmm. make it feel like i'm pulling off combos or something mm-hmm. um hell like make it so it's at least two buttons so that i am pulling off combos yeah. so it's like you have like a normal attack and then an elemental attack and then you can like do combos to make it it is it is crazy that i'm like i almost wish they had given it not the same like combat system from Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. but something like something that felt like it had some rhythm or some intent.
0: Yeah, um, and it's what's funny to me is that um, the the most recent Tales game, so the most recent one that's out is Tales of Berseria. Um, the Tales games ever since they went to PS4, like the combat systems are really they've been they've been good for a long time, but. Hmm. Um, the ones I've been on PS3 and PS4 specifically have had really good combat systems that I've, that I've really enjoyed. It's like, why didn't you look at those games for references for combat? Because the combat feels really good. Like you're you're mashing buttons, but it feels like you're doing something. So even if it's only like a two button battle system in Final Fantasy fifteen, it needs to feel like you're doing something. And you just yeah, and I just feel like I'm just like swinging around a sword and I see numbers everywhere, but. It doesn't mean anything because there's no sense of impact at all, and that's one of my biggest gripes
1: with that game, is mm-hmm. the sense of impact when you're actually—it doesn't feel good to play it. Also, casting magic in that game feels weird, I think, because you don't actually cast, you, like, pull out a magic ball. But magic is garbage in that game anyway, though. Like, it's,
0: it doesn't it, do it, shit. It is such an afterthought. Magic in that game uh, is nothing.
1: And it and I do I do hate that like all of the Armager weapons, it's like, hey, these are really cool, but they slowly kill you. So like you can use it as much as you want, but it's gonna eat up your HP. Yeah. Like and that's an interesting idea, but it also means that like I mean, I guess the point was to limit how often you use them or to mm-hmm. like kind of like meter how often you go into armager stuff. Yeah. And the fact that each armager weapon has like unique abilities is cool. Um I just wish that they had done something else with it. Like so it wasn't just you can attack until you almost kill yourself, basically, mm-hmm. because it's so easy. Because impact is not present in that game. Yeah, it's so easy to not pay attention to your health. Also, the fact that like health and stamina are just like constantly just going up and down all over the place mm-hmm. in that game. Yeah, um, because even how you heal in that game is muddy feeling.
0: Yeah, um, there's there as much as I don't like that game as a whole. There's a lot in it that I really like. Um, I won't I don't want to get too deep into it just because I want to have a whole show dedicated to Final Fantasy and talk about Final Fantasy 15 and its relationship mm-hmm. to other Final Fantasy titles. Um, and I want to have a couple of guests on for that that are big Final Fantasy people too. but um mm-hmm. I it just like that game doesn't feel like a Final Fantasy game to me at all
1: no it doesn't it doesn't
0: it doesn't retain like there are certain things that are like in it that's like oh chocobos are in it and this and that but like it does it's still it's, <laughs> it's, it's fucky ass and fucky sid is in there but like <laughs> cindy uh cindy feels so out of place and the fact that it, they, they didn't call her Sydney mm-hmm. as opposed to cindy come on
1: <laughs> yeah i was like what um, I think, I, I, Ow,
0: that's all thing I think the a thing
1: me? that I'm also feeling right now is plot like I feel like the plot starts out really sort of convoluted mm-hmm. and maybe it's not any worse than any other Final Fantasy game I don't know but I don't I, I find myself at this point like 13 hours into the game mm-hmm. and and granted I've been away from it for a long time so maybe I need to like do a quick refresher but like I don't give a fuck about the plot. I like the boys. I like the relationship the boys have. Like I like the characters. That's
0: the best part of the game is their relationship the four of them together is really good and it's a really awesome way like depiction of like masculinity and not being like non-toxic masculinity and being toxic yes. and being comfortable with being men but also being comfortable with sharing your feelings and emotions and having layers and being different and all of that. So there were lots of really good ideas there. Like you actually felt like those people were friends, and mm-hmm. they have like a long-lasting relationship that has you know been around for years. So it does it, it does some things narratively that I really like, but as a game, yeah. it's Mm-mm. it's not
1: great. I think it's interesting as an evolution of Final Fantasy. I'm really curious. Really, what it does for me so far is I'm very very curious to see what 16 is going to be because i'm fine this game doesn't feel like a final fantasy to me for a lot of reasons Mm. but it's not because it's open world right no it's not because it's not because it's not because it's like a western rpg Mm -mm. it's not because it's active combat Mm -mm. it's because like i don't know people don't things don't look like a final fantasy game to me in so many ways in that game i almost i almost kind of hope they pull back from the realistic style they did in 15 and, like, I kind of want so, a so let me, 3D anime so style let me tell you, Final Fantasy. So, let me game. tell
0: you. So, World of Final Fantasy is what I want the next Final Fantasy games to look like. It doesn't have to be mm. like the chibi style of characters. It could be because I feel like when they heavily stylize uh, Tetsuya Nomura's designs, they read mm-hmm. so much better and they look so good. And, World of Final Fantasy is a beautiful game. Like, it's so good it's
1: such a good game um there are some Hon- honestly i would go if i could pick like what type of style i would want to be mm-hmm. i would go like final fantasy 14 14 style is really good everything really good. feels like final fantasy yes and it's and it's yes. sort of realistic looking. yes
0: yes the the way that final fantasy 14 looks is perfect it's a perfect balance mm-hmm. of like semi photorealism but also vi- heavily stylized and the characters are still really expressive um but um i when you start up final fantasy 15 and it's like uh, a final fantasy for longtime fans and new fans like it's no it's not <laughs> it's it's not at all i think it's a this game is the weakest entry point into final fantasy that you could get into if you want to play a final a final fantasy game at the very least play the Final Fantasy 10 HD remake or Final Fantasy 12. Those are yeah. those are way better entries in the series that can really kind of get you into what Final Fantasy is and I think is more authentic to that. 15 mm-hmm. gets so far away from what Final Fantasy actually is and all of that stuff and yeah, um, I'm not gonna. T- I'm not gonna keep talking about this no, game right you're... now. <laughs>
1: it's, it's... It, but I, and the thing is, like, I don't. I don't even mind that yeah. as far as like just as far as like talking about it getting away. Right, I'm sure mm-hmm. that um, for me it wasn't the case because like seven was my first Final Fantasy. Right. But I'm sure for people that played Final Fantasies before seven, seven must have felt like a huge departure. Yeah, because it was like this sort of modern day kind of cyberpunk yep. uh, look to yeah. it, and not like the usual kind of medieval fantasy mm-hmm. kind of thing going on. Yeah, I get that. And too. then eight. Eight was like almost contemporary looking. Eight was built on the same engine. I think these for Parasite Eve, where like people mm-hmm. weren't chibi anymore. Yeah. Then nine was back to the old style. Um. And then ten was crazy. Uh. Which ten is great though. Uh, and that's why it's like I don't care if they make a Final Fantasy game mm-hmm. that is like that is basically Parasite Eve. If they want to make it realistic that's and fine. make it in a modern, that's fine. I just want it to feel good, and I want it to feel like a Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. This feels like. Final Fantasy XV so far feels like a much smaller studio that is trying to make a western RPG and doing a very bad job of it. To
0: me, it Lightweight feels like the Bouncer, but with less control over
1: combat. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bouncer combat wasn't bad honestly. It wasn't bad. It was a great beat 'em up. I really like that mm-hmm. game. Um, um yeah. but I could I could talk about it for forever, yeah. so I'm going to I'm going to try to keep playing it cuz I really do finish I want you to finish that game. I really, really want, stuff- want you to finish it. There's stuff that I've seen in it too that I'm like, I'm sure I'm gonna see parts of that game that I get hype on that I like. There's designs that I like. Like the of good um, stuff
0: in there. There's a lot of good stuff in that game.
1: The Imperial Soldiers, that feels like Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. They look like Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. Their ships don't. Yeah. Like to me that's a perfect example. Like their ships don't feel like Final Fantasy. Their designs do.
0: What is the girl's name? The the bad girl. What is her name? What The Bad Girl? What is her
1: name? I don't think I've met the bad girl. She's the one who has like the the weird mask thing. Yes. So, yeah, she yes. looks like Final Fantasy.
0: She <laughs> jumped out of Final Fantasy 14 and jumped into mm-hmm. this game. Uh, she is everything. Um, what is, Aranea. And I like Aranea. Aranea. Is... When you meet Aranea? Me, okay. Aranea is the baddest bitch. Aranea is the best part of the game. She. Oh, I mean, I love. She should have been. Like, I saw it. She should have been the main character. She's everything. <laughs> Aranea is that I bitch. have.
1: <laughs> I have heard that if you. Uh, watch Kingsglaive mm-hmm. that it makes, like, you get a little bit more invested in the game, I guess, because Kingsglaive is, like, everything that was happening, mm-hmm. um, like, during chapter one that you weren't there for, yeah. but I also heard that Kingsglaive is bad, so I don't really want okay, to so it. Okay, so this,
0: okay, this, this is the thing. Like, I, I love that there is all of this, like, extra content for the game, but make the game the whole fucking story still. Like,
1: -hmm. You
0: need to communicate everything that you need to communicate within the game. I understand that there is like auxiliary stuff to help expand on things. That stuff should be there to expand on that stuff. But like, if you go into a game and it's and they're saying, Oh, well, like, did you watch the two-hour dumb CGI movie and then did you play the stupid fucking mobile game and then did you also play like or watch the shorts that were here and this and that it's like
1: come on (laughs) like god i love i love rna's stupid costume i'm just looking at it on google Image search and it's like she it makes no sense but i love how fucking extra it is everything she but that's but that's a final fantasy character that's that's a a
0: final fantasy character like she looks like a Final Fantasy And Noctis is wearing character. some
1: fucking like hot topic black bullshit cargo from <laughs> fucking
0: 1999. <laughs> the fuck.
1: Uh, and I don't even hate how the boys look, I don't but hate like them. they don't look like Final Fantasy characters necessarily to me. They
0: they look like Larkin CL. They're,
1: they do like Larkin. CL. They look like Visual
0: <laughs> K. It's a visual. Like, it's a Visual K band. The game. That is what it they're is. Just on a,
1: they're. They're on their, their their world tour playing the Full Metal Alchemist it's Open Dur- it's opening. It's Durin Gray! Ugh.
0: It's TM Ugh. Revolution! That is what that game is!
1: Okay, but where's our Final Fantasy 15 too, where that's actually what it is? Just like how the kind of X2, they're a band? Why didn't TM Revolution do a
0: song for that game? Like, okay, so... <laughs> I love... <laughs> tm revolution songs because they get me so lit (laughs) like they're so good (laughs) they are so oh god they're, they're just so japanese and just hype and i'm like i'm ready to fucking fight every time i listen to a a fucking tm revolution song it's everything
1: I think what I really, I think that fifteen, at least from what I've seen, is the last thing I'll I'll say about Mm -hmm. it. I think I'm seeing it try a lot of stuff that I really like. I just think that it seems so far to fail at like seventy five percent of what it's trying to do. I think the monster hunts in it are really cool. I dig that part. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that uh, look really fucked up monster design, which there are some, Mm -hmm. is dope. Like that straight up uh, Satan the devil that you fight or that they show you fighting in the very beginning of the Mm -hmm. game when it starts out Mm -hmm. is awesome looking. Um, I know that there is a like really strong boss, in one of the caves who's like a, like samurai spirit dude. Yeah. That design is awesome. Like I I am multiple times. Oh, I, I walked, I walked into him in like hour three of the game and I was like, Nope. I was like, nah, you can come catch these hands. (laughs) No, I got destroyed. I was like, I can't do shit. (laughs) This thing is too many levels above me. Um, but, uh, like, I am down for Final Fantasy, like, to have, like, almost a Bloodborne feel. I'm good with that. that would be dope. I'm good with that. I would love the idea yeah. of, like, another, give me, like, give me that dark, rainy evil lease from Final Fantasy Tactics, but in a newer Final Fantasy mm-hmm. game that's, like, a core line. Um, I like that. But it just fails that so much. Yeah. So we'll see how I feel about it when I'm done um, with it, though. G- so I'm sure I got, what, 40, 50 hours? Oh, yeah. You can beat that game in, like, 30, 35. Oh. I am on chapter like four right now. So.
0: Um, there are, there are fifteen chapters in the game because it is Final okay. Fantasy fifteen.
1: Shut chapter up. Chapter
0: thirteen is fucking trash. I think it's a little bit better because they've patched it, but it's still trash. Um, uh-huh. You're gonna you're gonna fucking hate it. It's uh, it was it. Oh my god, you're gonna fucking hate it. I I, I, I just I, finished the Titan fight. That's where I am. I just hated finished it. Every moment of chapter thirteen. It was. Fucking awful, but um, that's what I've heard. But I'm gonna say this on record, and I said what I said. I'm prefacing this by I said what I said. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say is that I Mm -hmm. think that Final Fantasy 13 is a much better game than 15.
1: I think 13 is more indicative of what Final Final Fantasy game is than
0: than than fucking Final Fantasy 15 is. And honestly, like I liked
1: 13. I, was I like Final Fantasy
0: XIII. I think it's an okay I, game. I don't think it's a bad game.
1: I liked 13 up until Grand Pulse, which is where most people I'm, like who didn't. <laughs> yeah, I loved it when you got to we, Grand Pulse. Yeah. Oh, see, Grand Pulse, it like the moment it opened up, I got overwhelmed, and I was just like, I just want to keep going forward. And I know that you can do that, mm-hmm. but I was just like, this what is this open shit? What's happening? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't like this. Just give me more story. And- um, I didn't love how linear the beginning of the game mm-hmm. was before Grand Pulse but i liked that it was similar to a final fantasy game and, mm-hmm. and just being like cool just keep this is the plot keep going forward if you want and
0: to also it. what i think is really funny is that people like the biggest critique about final fantasy 13 that i keep hearing from, from people outside of it being very linear is that lightning doesn't have a personality
1: i'm like neither does fucking cloud she, so this this is this is the thing that that why i think that argument is bullshit um cloud in the english at least um there's actually uh oh, what's his name? One of the guys at Kotaku has been doing this amazing yeah. YouTube series mm-hmm. where he goes over all of the uh he's playing Final Fantasy Seven in Japanese to give more proper like translations of things. And that game is drastically different in Japanese than in than it is in English. Mm-hmm. Um and it sounds much better. Uh also Cloud actually has a personality which I think shows through in English on occasion. Like mm-hmm. early on in Final Fantasy Seven, Cloud's kind of funny. Like he's kind of a dick, but he's kind of funny. Like he has a personality. Like he has a sense of humor, and like he fucks with Bara a lot in the first two hours of that game. Yeah, in a way that's like enjoyable to watch. Then he gets real once like the Sephiroth like past stuff happens. Yeah, and his brain gets complicated. Then he's terrible.
0: Yeah, it's lightning. It's a Lost in Translation series, and it's written by. I just had that has had it up. Let me click on this. Hold on one second. It is uh-huh, Final, uh-huh. F- uh, Final Fantasy Seven is going to kill me. It is uh, Tim Rogers is writing that Final Fantasy. Tim Rogers, yeah, writing yes. that Final Fantasy Seven series.
1: That seri- that, awesome. that video found series in tra- is interesting. Found in translation. As shit. Found in translation,
0: found in translation,
1: found in translation. That shit is interesting. Really, really good. So I definitely recommend watching that. Um, but to me, like, it's the same argument as um, so a lot of a lot of people JoJo Part Four. A lot of people love Jotaro. Jotaro's is real fucking boring as a Jojo character goes, as anyone goes. Mm-hmm. He's too stoic. He's too much of a hero. But Jojo part six, his daughter Jolene. Mm-hmm. Jolene is very similar to him. Yeah. But when you have a female character taking on what is, uh, I think, more, uh, what is more commonly used for narratively for like male uh, characters, yeah. it becomes interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It's like Jessica Jones. Yeah. She's a more interesting character because we don't usually see in media that female character portraying uh, what are usually associated with as masculine traits or male traits as that character. Um, And so that's why to me Lightning's really interesting, Mm -hmm. even though she's kind of stoic and flat.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, Zaz was awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: He is a good dad and a good black guy character.
0: (laughs) Yes. I 100% agree with you on that. I'm not going to get into it too deep. But people are like, oh, like he has an afro and like a chocobo chick in, in his hair. I'm like, how often do you see black men depicted as, as like fathers that are there in media? Mm-hmm. Tell me. Yep. I'll wait. Like never, never. It's never. So never. I, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. But people, I feel like personally, I feel like that Final Fantasy 13, initially. The reaction that people had is the initial reaction that people had to Wind Waker. And then later mm-hmm. down the line, people were like, oh my God, Wind Waker is everything. It's like, it was amazing when it first came out, but you were all upset because you didn't get a
1: dark and gritty Zelda game.
0: But then you got your dark and gritty Zelda game. It's fucking Twilight Princess.
1: 13's battle system is very good. It's so good. The paradigm shift 13's battle system, system is, is everything. Very good? It's also, so good. That battle theme is like the best battle theme. Blinded game. by Light
0: is incredible. Yes. Blinded by Light is everything.
1: And then... Now, I'm not going to say it's a good Final Fantasy game or a great one, but I think it's like not nearly as bad as everyone makes it out to be. It's not... People talk about it like it's a terrible Final Fantasy. It's not, not a Fantasy. bad game. George of Cerberus is a no. bad game. <laughs>
0: Deirdre of Cerberus, Dirge Cerberus is a bad game. That's a bad Final Fantasy game.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, um, th- honestly, I think the biggest issue with Final Fantasy 13, and to me, they're not, they're two issues that suck, but they're not the worst thing in the world, is uh, they gated, like, the introduction to that game is way too long. You don't get a summon until, like, 10 hours in or something. Mm-hmm. You don't use magic to like, five hours into that game or right, something. Right. Yeah. Um, that was a mistake. Um, mm. And then I do think making everything just, like, a corridor basically mm-hmm. that you ran through was a mistake oh yeah I those agree. are two things that hurt that game yeah, a I lot. agree with that for but sure. everything else about it I would have kept that I would have kept that that turn based system mm-hmm. the paradigm shift system the music is good the characters are good the designs are good yeah. um, the story is Final Fantasy bullshit but it's interesting at least mm-hmm. and also lesbians
0: fang and vinyl. Yes. yeah just like perfect lesbians and also Shiva is a fucking lesbian motorcycle yes <laughs> you got like final fantasy 13 me- is not an awful game some of the characters are bad fuck hope hope is a little bitch no. and i and oh, I, and I love that lightning called him out on being a little bitch like that was He's like but i have a boomerang and then he was like you need a knife <laughs> hold this knife
1: no <laughs> give me give me that shiva give me that like sapphic suzuki <laughs> business that she's on that's oh, so oh good my god okay um I just realized... This is not what I, we meant to I, I talk just realized about. that I'm very emotional about Final Fantasy. <laughs> it's a good... They're good games. I'm so, like... Like,
0: passionate
1: about, and about 13... It.
0: And specifically about and 13. I th-
1: and I think Snow was the first time I heard Troy Baker. <laughs> yeah. And fuck Snow. He's a bitch. He's a fuckboy. <laughs> he is a fuckboy. Snow boy. was a fuckboy. boy not going to argue.
0: And it, while while Final Fantasy ten, uh, 13-2 is a good game, I don't want to play a fucking game as Sarah. I don't want to be her. <laughs> I don't want to be Lightning's little sister.
1: I didn't play 13-2 well, or the 3. The music's
0: really good. Don't don't play Lightning Returns. It's it's okay, but it's not very good. That game is not very good. <laughs> 13-2 has incredible music and it does things that Final Fantasy 13 didn't do in that one, mm-hmm. and so I think it's, like, a good balance. Um, go to YouTube and listen to the battle theme from Final Fantasy 13 2. It's called Paradigm Shift. Mm-hmm. It is so good. The battle theme in that game is perfect.
1: I've heard that Lightning Returns is good. I guess-
0: I mean, it's... I call that game fa- um, Fashion Fantasy Thirteen, Lightning Returns to the Mall. <laughs> Because you get yeah, because you man, get outfits because you get outfits and you can customize them and you can change the colors and they're great and they're be great. the thought
1: you want to be. be Final Fantasy thought team. Yeah. Oh, the Twitter, change my Twitter <laughs> yeah. name.
0: <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of good. There are uh, a lot of really good ideas there. Um, it's not a perfect game, but I like some of the ideas that are in it.
1: Doesn't it have a, like a sort of Majora's Mask style mm-hmm. like time yep, thing? Yep, okay. Yep. I can get that's that. also what I don't like because
0: okay. I because contrary to popular belief, I don't like Pandora's mask because I don't like fucking being timed. So
1: fuck that. All right, changing my Twitter name to Final Fantasy Thought Team. <laughs> okay, saved. <laughs> uh, great. Okay, great. <laughs> we gotta okay. stop talking about Final oh, Fantasy. Okay. We
0: have to stop talking about Final Let, Fantasy. Let's blast
1: through news so we can yeah, talk about Black Panther. We're almost
0: at an hour, and this is fucking crazy. Okay, so we're gonna blast through the news segment really quickly. Um so Soul Calibur the next installment of Soul Calibur they just revealed um Zasalamel, which is like the one black man in Soul Calibur he's coming back which is amazing. I'm very excited
1: to see him in it. Well, DJ don't you know that in old old history black people weren't a thing in old
0: Apparently not. We didn't exist ever. <laughs> so whatever. And then um they've also revealed Ivy and her titties are popping as usual.
1: They made them bigger.
0: Yeah, and my... and I feel like they're and, bigger. Maybe and I'm and wrong. No, no, like they bigger. are. And Nigel was like, her titties are smaller. my like, girl.
1: Uh-uh, no. <laughs> they are not. not. <laughs> Nigel, what, what dojo were you looking at? Are you girl? <laughs> Nigel added himself because he was reading some doji where it <laughs> yeah. was like out of control. Mm-mm. Some like Doxy style. No.
0: <laughs> her titties are huge. Her outfit is, <laughs> isn't as revealing as I thought it would be. It's just as revealing as a previous version of Soul Calibur. Um, she looks amazing. I want her to step on me, and I've always wanted Ivy to step on me, because she's a queen, and she's everything, and she's perfect. Um, but I do appreciate that, because this is one of the things that we predicted that was going to happen this year, was a new Cell Mm Calibur. And you're welcome, everyone that's listening to the show, that I predicted the new Cell Calibur game coming out this year. And what's great is that they're not doing the fucking Dollar Tree fucking... Goodwill versions of the characters, they are like the, straight up. It's Mitsudugi, it's Ivy, it's Keelik. I need to see Taki and her giant ass titties. We know Ivy's <laughs> coming, we know Ivy's coming back, so that's everything. I doubt you don't I... have to
1: pay for certain characters or giving you all the characters up front, looks exactly.
0: Like. And I doubt that they're gonna put Cassandra in the game, but sofichi is still there and she's also that bitch, so I'm down with that. That's fine. Um, it looks like the original cast is coming back, plus some newcomers, cause uh the new character his name is Gro, who also looks like a Visual K character. Um he mm-hmm. looks really cool, um very like edgelordy anime bullshit, and that's fine. I just hope the game is good because Soul Calibur 5 was not good.
1: No, Soul Calibur hasn't been good in a minute. Soul Calibur 2 is still the best game. I don't think I've played a Soul Calibur with Sofichia in it.
0: No, she's been in it from the beginning.
1: Really? I mean, I don't remember playing her at all. Cassandra
0: is her sister, her younger sister.
1: Maybe it's Cassandra who I haven't
0: Cassandra is the one that was in Soul Calibur 2, and she was in Soul Calibur 2, and 3, she wasn't, and and I think she was also in 4. Oh man, maybe, yeah, because 2 is what I played the most for sure on Dreamcast, Well, 2 was on PS2, GameCube, and Xbox. Oh, sorry, then Soul Calibur on on Dreamcast, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is that's what it was. So,
0: Soul Caliber is actually perfect. It, it is a
1: perfect game. Yes, Soul Caliber and whichever Dead or Alive was on Dreamcast was also perfect. Dead or Alive three, three. Yeah, DOA three is perfect.
0: I would still stand b- behind Dead or Alive four being the best Dead or Alive game. That one, the one that was on Xbox three hundred and sixty, mm-hmm. it is so good. And I was an S rank online in ranked. I was fucking incredible at that game. Ayane, that was my bitch. She was everything.
1: Doa extreme three, volleyball. <laughs> it's, it's volleyball. Give me the volleyball doas.
0: And it's a shame that Dead or Life Five was bad.
1: Yeah, it was a real it's shame. A really good fighting system. It was a real shame that a really Dead or Life really good Five fighting was bad. System.
0: Um, but All right, Yeah, and moving we, on. Moving on. Um, on the trend of fighting games. So, fighting EX Layer, the game that started out as a um, as a April Fool's joke two years ago. Is coming out this year. It's coming out in by the end of June, says the publishing studio that's making that game. And it's gonna be $39.99. It's gonna have 12 characters playable up front. And they're adding characters. Pretty much all of the um all the Arika characters that were in Street Fighter EX are playable in mm-hmm. this game because Arika owns those characters. So mm-hmm. it looks great. It looks super fun. I played in the open beta for it, it's fun. I'm excited to see where that game goes. I can't wait till it's actually done. I'm excited because Street Fighter EX is probably my favorite 3D Street Fighter game because Street Fighter 4 is kind of meh, and Street Fighter 5 is yeah, it 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 <laughs> is it is what it is. So there's that. <laughs> um, and in Monster Hunter news, it, they are releasing a guidebook for Monster Hunter World, and it is over a thousand pages.
1: No. Why? So
0: if you're into that shit, that's for you, girl.
1: <laughs> Not for me. I can't. I wish I wish I could, but I just can't. Can't get into it. Yeah,
0: I mean, and it's okay. I haven't spent much time with it since then. I've only put about six hours into the game, and it's only because all of my work just ramped up for Emerald City, mm-hmm. and all this comic work has fallen into my lap, so I haven't really been able to commit to putting the time into Monster Hunter as much as I would like to, because I really like it. I, I really mm-hmm. really like it a lot, but... Yeah, it's just too much of a time commitment right now for me to really get into it.
1: <laughs> Here's your Monster Hunter Bible.
0: Yeah, it's, it's literally going to be like a, a thousand page Bible thick. for a Monster Hunter. It's going to be real thick. thick. like how I like my man. Thick.
1: Uh, all right, DJ, let's let's do a break and then get in some black. Yeah, because we're
0: done ready. with the news. So let's take a short break and we'll be back. <laughs> We're back, and we're going to talk about Black Panther. And this is the point Mm -hmm. of the show to where if you haven't seen Black Panther yet, one, what the fuck is wrong with you unless you have some sort of extraneous life thing or finances are tight, which I totally get that. But if neither of those things apply to you, what the fuck is your problem? So... Just if
1: you are well and able. (laughs) Yeah, if you
0: are well and able and financially stable enough to go see Black Panther... What's your fucking excuse at this point?
1: I mean, honestly. Mm. Mm.
0: Really. Truly. So yeah, we're gonna talk about it, and it's gonna be spoiler-heavy, so if that's not what you want to listen to, skip right now, and skip about about 45 minutes, because that's what we're gonna do for this, basically, the next hour, is talk about Black Panther. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, anyway, so Black Panther happened, and... Holy shit, it's incredible. Uh you saw it opening weekend, yes?
1: Yeah, I saw it the Sunday that it came mm-hmm. out. Yeah.
0: I saw it the Saturday of the opening weekend and then I saw it on Sunday. I had to say It, it, was, uh, it was so good.
1: It was cool because like being in Atlanta, which is a very like predominantly black mm-hmm. city, uh Aaron and I have this habit of going to the movies really early on Saturday or Sunday mm-hmm. mornings because it's empty. Yeah, and usually. matinee prices are everything matinee prices also it's a good way to start your day mm-hmm. and then like then you're already out yeah. and then you can like do errands and mm-hmm. stuff as opposed to staying in bed till three because <laughs> uh because life is hard yeah, <laughs> um and it was great because it was like even that early it was like a 10 30 showing mm-hmm. it was packed and it was packed with black people in atlanta and it was awesome yeah because we were at phipps and oh yeah oh yeah yeah, so yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah yeah not necessarily a black theater mm-hmm. normally and it was packed out. It was dope. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, did you go to Atlantic Station to go see it? No, but Atlantic Stations were all the all the like. Uh, that's what they played uh, uh, um, the Fifty Shades movie by accident instead. Was that a,
0: was that an Atlantic Station? Yes,
1: that's Atlantic of Station. If you saw that on Twitter in that was. video,
0: of course it was. Atlantic Station is trash.
1: Atlantic Station is like some new money
0: trash, Atlantic and it Station is hilarious. Is a fucking mess. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. um... Black Panther was everything. I have honestly never read the Black Panther comics, and now I'm super interested in reading the Black Panther comics. And it was so good. It was really this incredible moment for for Black people to really see themselves represented in a way that we haven't seen ourselves represented in cinema. Like, it wasn't a movie about slavery or you know, or, like, it wasn't tragic or anything like that, which is typically what so many movies that are, like, all about black people and the black experience are like, is about, like, sadness and slavery and this and that, and it was... We got to be royalty. We got to be smart. We had to be, like, we have the best technology. We have this secret culture that the rest of the world doesn't know, and Wakanda is this magical place where... It hasn't been colonized, and Black people are thriving, and it's this utopia of Black excellence, and my God, it was just a magical moment to see that on screen. <laughs> and being there, the first my first showing of it was in IMAX, so I, it was just like, blackety-black, super Black people on this giant fucking screen, <laughs> and I was just like... i was like so happy and it was incredible and i just because i walked into it like knowing that it was going to be good because like ryan coogler is amazing like he's so good at what he does and the cast is out of control so Mm -hmm. like you can't have a movie with angela bassett in it and expect it to not be good Angela
1: Bassett's like perfect. Yeah, She's beautiful.
0: yeah, and I mean, it was just, I, I just, yeah, it was, it was just like this incredible experience, like from top to finish, like the second that the movie started, and you hear the voiceover of, um, of them talking about the about what Wakanda is and the history of Wakanda. The opening was beautiful it was, too. It was beautiful, and I love yeah. like the sand motif that they used mm-hmm. for that, and it was just like magical, and I was already getting, like, so emotional, like, watching, listening to that at the beginning, and just being like, I know that, like, these are, like, these are Black people that are speaking, like, I can, it's, this is so amazing and powerful and wonderful, and I just, it it was awesome, and then, especially living in the Bay, like after the after mm-hmm. the intro scene and then the title card said Oakland California, people right. went off in the theater in IMAX. They were like scre- they were like screaming and clapping and and everything because like they're, they're here like this is where it's at and Ryan Cougar's from Oakland and that was like a big shout out to the Bay and and everything. So it was just like this really magical moment for the Bay Area and for people of color in the Bay because it's like they are rep- he is representing. Not me, because I'm not from here, but he's representing those people that are from the Bay. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, and they're representing Oakland. And, and it was so black and just like everything. It was so good. It was, it, it was just like a great moment to kind of like be in there and see that. It was awesome. But, uh, I just I mean I could just like sit here and like and talk about it all day,
1: and just... no I mean, that's that's why I'm sitting back because I think this is like you know um uh, for uh, for I think um like black fans black culture mm-hmm. like it's such it's such a big yeah. deal um it's such a big deal to see yourself represented on yeah. the screen and not like you were talking about like not represented on the screen as someone who's being oppressed mm-hmm. or dealing with the problems of oppression yeah. or or uh, social inequalities, mm-hmm. but to see black excellence and black royalty and i think the i think the the the, despite it being like you know obviously not a real place just the concept and and the imagery of a africa that was never tainted by by colonization that was allowed to advance and thrive and maintain its old cult it's like maintain its own culture and still advance technologically Mm -hmm. so it's this amazing um this amazing combination of of um traditional like uh african culture but also you know the most uh, advanced technology in all of the marvel mm-hmm. cinematic universe yeah. right um like just the the i guess the way I, I i'm trying to explain it is like it's not a real place but to me it's so incredibly obvious how it could have been yeah look like how it could have been a real mm-hmm. place you know like,
0: like even though we didn't spend a whole lot of time in like the streets of Wakanda, it felt so lived in. It felt so rich in terms of its place, what people are like, what the culture is like, and all that stuff. Because all the B roll that we got to see of Wakanda in the bits of us while we were there, um, in the beginning, especially in the beginning of the movie, in the bits that we were there, or like it really kind of set a tone and set a culture and set like the tone of what this like place where black people can thrive and be surrounded by other black people and to be free of colonization and just thrive on their own and what we could have is incredible imagery to see because we never see that in in anything um mm-hmm. the only other thing to where like we see similarities to this is uh Black Lightning which is incredible and it's a it's that show that's on um the CW. C, the CW, which is
1: fantastic. Yeah. Like,
0: watch Black Lightning. You need to watch that because it is so good. And it's a. An, yeah, I've heard it's, it's really good. It's really, really good. But, um, we're not here to talk about DC. We're here to talk about Marvel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it is, it's like. Like, cause people, cause like, I love like, pe- like there are like posts on social media that are like Black Panther isn't the first black superhero movie until the there was like this and that. There's like, of course, there was Blade. Nobody is sitting here and saying that Blade doesn't exist. Blade is also fucking incredible too, but it doesn't mm-hmm. tackle the black experience in the way that Black Panther does. So, nope, no, nobody is like, nobody is discrediting Blade or saying that Blade doesn't exist. Like it does. But like to see this type of representation of the black experience in media is is unheard of. No like there has there hasn't been anything like this in film really ever. Like you don't get to see like fictional black superheroes be the center of the story, to be the center of attention, to be what the movie is about. You don't get to see this at all in film, especially in a fictional world about superheroes, like like white people get to be everything. White people get to mm-hmm. be everything. They can be any kind of person. They can be any kind of thing. They can be wizards. They can be like fuck people, scientists that pilot giant robots. They can be. They can be like all of this, all of these things, and you don't ever see brown people or black people in these fantasy worlds that don't actually exist you see people that are blue and aliens and all this other bullshit but you don't see black or brown people in them and even if you do see brown people they're they're like racially ambiguous so to where it's like to the yeah. point to where you you can't even tell where somebody is from they're just like the lightest shade of brown possible to where there's no like or, or
1: yeah or there's this weird like um like movies will have this weird like It's like this weird, like, delineation of, like, this is the proper black character and the proper way to be black, and then this is the, like, not okay black character. Exactly. Um, as opposed to, you know, like you said, it's like, those are the two, those are the two, like, different types Mm -hmm. of black person on screen versus, like, you said white people can be anyone. There's, like, a huge spectrum, like, real, actual people. Mm -hmm. There's a huge spectrum that they're allowed to be on screen of good and bad and in between and, and everything else. Um, and yeah, that's why, like, Black Panther is great because there's two white people in it. Yeah. And when the rest of the cast is black, you get to see different, um, different, uh, different everything, mm-hmm. right? You're getting to see like different, um, different blackness. And, and that's, and that's, I think, I think I want to talk about, uh, going into here is like what I love about what I love about Black Panther is that it's representing two very different, um, interpretations mm-hmm. and, and realities of blackness, yeah. right? between T'Challa and uh, our fellow anime fan, Michael B. Jordan, (laughs) um, Killmonger, right? Um, Like, uh, I saw, like, a lot of people, uh, like, kind of talking about Killmonger or, like, disagreeing with Killmonger or, like, you know, he's – the reason why he's such a good villain and probably the best MCU villain so far to me is, like, Killmonger – and you you have this in the notes for the show, Mm. too – Killmonger, like, isn't wrong, Or like, at least like, no one should walk out of that movie and be like, oh man, that Killmonger, like what a, what a dick who had nothing redeeming. Mm -hmm. Like Killmonger is representative of like black America having to deal with what white America and the rest of America has done to black people and black culture. Mm -hmm. And that, those feelings and that anger and, and like everything that dominant white culture in America does to damage black culture.
0: Yeah, like, the fact that Black Panther tackles the African diaspora in such a real way, in such an honest way, is, like, a pivotal part of the movie, and I think a lot of people, especially a lot of, like, non-black people, especially, like, non-black people of color, like, don't understand that part of it. So... To explain a little bit about what like the African diaspora means, just um, so, so that you guys mm-hmm. can understand what that is. So I'm going to read you the like the first paragraph of what the African diaspora is from uh, from Wikipedia. So the African diaspora refers to the communities throughout the world that have resulted. Um, throughout the, oh, let me start over. Um, the African diaspora refers to the communities throughout the world <laughs> that have resulted by descent from the movement in historic times of people in, from Africa, predominantly the and predominantly the Americas, and among other areas around the globe. The term has been um, historically applied to, in particular, the descendants of the West and Central Africans who were enslaved and shipped to the Americas via the Atlantic slave trade between the 16th and 19th centuries, with the largest populations being in Brazil and the United States and in Haiti. So, Mm. essentially what that means is... For me, as someone that as um as a as a black man living in America, um I personally don't refer to myself as African American because I don't know where my heritage is from. Like I have no idea where, yeah, I, where exactly. I'm from, and there are actual black people that are from Africa that live here in America. Mm-hmm. Like I have friends that are Nigerian and like lived in Nigeria, so like they know their culture and their history and their background, and they live in America, so them being called African Americans actually applies to them because they are in fact for sure 100% from
1: Africa. So whereas I have black friends that are Cuban american Exactly. Um because their 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 lineage is uh there is actually quite a quite a big black population mm-hmm. in Cuba. Um and their lineage goes there because you have a lot of like Caribbean Americans mm-hmm. uh that people uh, mislabel as African American. Yeah,
0: surprise, surprise, Afro, um Afro Latinos And Latinas and Latinx exist, so that's Mm -hmm. a thing. And Afro-Latinx doesn't mean you have an Afro and you're Latino. That means you have African (laughs) heritage as well as Latinx heritage as well. So just to make that clear, because Mm -hmm. um, there are um, people that for some reason, like Charlemagne the god on fucking The Breakfast Club, that doesn't realize that... Mm -hmm. Afro Latinos and Latinas and Latinx exist. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I feel like that our our user based people that listen to the show understand that Afro Latinx people exist. So that's just to, to provide a little bit of clarity around that. So it's amazing to see this and for you know for black people, especially black Americans, to feel to be happy about something cuz i feel like that like black people haven't been happy about anything in like such a long time. So to see black people being happy and excited about a piece of media that reflects them of what they potentially could be is an incredible thing. And oh yeah. And what's so, and what's what's fucked up and like, really pisses me off is that like i see like posts on social media that are like people are like so extra at like the Black Panther premiere like in all these costumes and shit like You white-ass motherfuckers do all this shit for Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. Star Mm -hmm. Wars, every fucking fantasy bullshit thing that stars white people in it. Y'all are always in fucking costumes and shit. Let us have one thing. Yes. And and this is also what also contributes to white supremacy as well, that part of that is, like, seeing black people being happy about something and trying to take away that happiness from black people about something is part of that as well. So when you see people on social media that are like, Hashtag Wakanda isn't real. Well, fucking neither is Hogwarts, bitch, so shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> it is, and it's one of those things where it's like like you're saying, like, you know, uh, I, I have friends. Man, Harry Potter movie comes out, put on the robe. Put on, uh, uh, t- like, get your wands out. Ha- like, rep your There's class. There's no fucking sorting hat for you
0: either, bitch. You don't fucking live in Hufflepuff or Slytherin or whatever the fuck. <laughs> LaGuardian, lovey, yo, see your ass on out of here.
1: <laughs> and like no one no one says and anything no one says about that anything. or gets upset about that and then you have you have black people come to see black panther and they are wearing actual culturally like real yeah african clothes from their heritages yeah. and people are like oh what is this i'm like it's a real thing Man. africa it's, it's a africa real thing that's really important to these exists people and is
0: also, is it also isn't a monolith so like yes can we be happy if something that, that actually kind of reflects our culture like you mm-hmm fucking can all the time when you fucking turn on the television and see you represented in every possible scenario that you can possibly be like yep sit down it's not about you for once like stop centering yourself when it's about a about black
1: people or people of color like it and that's why it's one of those things where it's like you can as someone and i think we both are this way like we ingest our media critically yeah. we want to think about them critically mm-hmm. and we have critical insights about it but you know what? it's like yeah there are things about black panther that did and didn't work for me as a movie mm-hmm. but I, like i don't know for me i was just like i'm not going to sit down and fucking write down like what it that's not i'm not a movie critic first right. of all so like i'm just going to let people fucking enjoy yeah. it cuz of how good it mm-hmm. is um and you can definitely point to things in that movie that maybe don't work just like any other Marvel right. movie but like like i said That's a fine discussion. Let people enjoy it, though, because literally, like, Black Culture has been waiting for this movie for so long. Yeah. It's like anything else where it's like you haven't had anything that speaks to you, that talks to you, that you see yourself represented in so long. Let people, like, be excited about it and have a good time with it for a while. Let it make more money than fucking anything. Um, Yeah. And I I really do hope that this is the end of Hollywood being, like... Uh, like movies with like black leads or POCs don't make any money, and it's like bitch. Look at this. Like, fucking... look,
0: look at Get Out. Look at Girls Trip. Mm-hmm. Look at Black Panther. Story with leads that are black or otherwise people of color sell.
1: You have an underserved group we of people, so of course they're gonna turn up. They're gonna turn, up. they're gonna turn up. They're gonna turn out. Starving
0: for content that yes. represents us. When white people get to be everything in every in every kind of movie ever, you get to be everything. Everything. Like, mm. you get to be fucking Yakuza's, and you're not even fucking Japanese.
1: Oh my god! Don't even get me started like, on that. I saw that trailer like, the other day, and I what was just the like, "Fuck." So, Jared Leto is that yeah, is that, yeah, that it's one? A yeah, but fuck Jared but, but yeah, anyway, but, but, any, but different anyway, different thing.
0: conversation. Um, we can talk about white people being stupid. <laughs> yeah, we can talk. We can talk about that every other episode. We're talking. about black
1: <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, every being amazing for once. So before before i move on from talking about it just i kind of wanted to point we were talking about um uh killmonger um michael b jordan as killmonger uh like one of the things that made me multiple points in that movie like i felt myself like welling up or like that sort of excitement or tightness in my chest the same way i get like when i watch a spider-man movie because for me like that's spider-man has never been about like a cultural representation yeah. for me spider-man's been a like a me representation because i've never seen myself like, I've never more related to a hero than yeah. him. So, no matter how, even if it's a bad Spider Man movie, when I see it in the theater for the first time, like, I get that feeling of like, like, I'm emo- emotions are welling yeah. up. And there are moments in Black Panther where I felt that just because it was like, it wasn't for mm-hmm. me, because it's not my yeah. movie. But it was like, so happy to see that for other yeah. people, knowing how happy that would make every Black person. Yeah. Right like, yeah, um, I'll use,
0: uh, I'll go back to using Coco as an example. Like, I. Cried throughout like two thirds of Coco when I saw it, and it's not my experience, but I can only imagine what that feels like for little like little Latino like Latinx like kids to see themselves and their culture represented on screen in such a
1: big and. I'm a bad way. Latinx because I haven't I haven't seen it yet. I'm a bad it, Latinx. I gotta have see it. To see it.
0: It's so good. I think it's out on Blu-ray and digital now. It's it's so good. I was an absolute wreck the entire time. Because, like, I don't know, I have, like, a shred of empathy, and I can imagine what Mm -hmm. that must feel like for, like, Latinx communities to see themselves and their culture represented in such a beautiful and unique way. And when I watched Black Panther, and I felt the same way, like, I Mm -hmm. was super emotional, like, throughout the whole movie. Especially in the parts in the beginning where, like, you see the kids, like, out playing basketball, like, in, like, at, like, the local, like, basketball, like, um... Like the basketball court. We yeah, have sports. Court. Whatever. <laughs> we play video we play games video, so watch anime. anime. I don't know anything <laughs> about sports. Um, basketball yeah, court. that's what it is. It's a court. <laughs> um, so, like, seeing that and, like, seeing, like, little black kids that, like, looked like me and just, like, running around and doing their thing was, like... Yeah. I, I, I felt my chest getting tight. And then especially at the end of the movie, like, seeing, like, these little black boys, like, seeing T'Challa, and they're like, who are you? And then, like, them being, like, so, like, intrigued and happy. And then when uh, Shuri's ship came down, and, like, all the boys were, like, around it, and, like, seeing their, like, fascination with it, and they're like, let's let's take it apart and sell this shit, and all that stuff. Like, it was so, it was, like, so real. It was so funny. Like, I have friends that were like that when we were kids, and I, I was, like, so emotional because, like, I could I'm getting emotional thinking about it right now. like being mm-hmm. like a kid and seeing yourself in that stuff is is incredible. Like I didn't have that growing up, so it was like, oh my god <laughs> so like it was it was really cool to see that because you I never had images of myself like that growing up, so it was like everything for me. It was mm-hmm. so good to see that and to see like what what kids. I never thought I would cry on this show. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, like, to see, like, little black kids being able to see themselves, like, and what they could be in something is, is like, so amazing. Because, like, we don't ever get that. Like, we don't ever get to see ourselves mm. in anything like this. And, and being happy and being, like, royalty and being heroes and and all that stuff. It was just, like, really really awesome and powerful to see. And like I love like every minute of it. And especially too like seeing the toys for Black Panther and seeing like little black boys mm-hmm. and girls on like the boxes for that stuff was like amazing. Because like growing up I never you never really saw like toys with like black kids on it. Like like, yeah, like I'm like the hero and this and that. Like it was just really cool to see that and be like a part of that and and
1: like, it was so
0: good. <laughs> it was, it was. Amazing. I was going to
1: call this episode the one where DJ cries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, like, and that's, that's, I think for me, you know, there is, I think many triumphs of that film, but if there's like one singular triumph to me, it's that that Ryan Coogler, um, watching it was, it was watching multiple movies yeah. at once yeah, for me. it was. Because it was watching this amazing blockbuster and Marvel film, right? Um, And that's, like, that's one, like, very kind of shallow level. It's like, cool, this is a cool superhero film with a black lead and a predominantly black cast. But then, like, the other layer is, like, you're watching this movie about, um, like, black hope and black excellence and black royalty um, and it's almost like watching like a fantasy movie if it was all black yeah. characters in a way, yeah, you know, because exactly. like Wakanda does have that, Wakanda does have that feel of like an amazing kingdom mm-hmm. from a Lord of the Rings movie. Um, and then like the other side of that, you're watching a movie about like a young black man's struggle of like, where does he yeah. fit in? Cause he's, um, he's like rejected by a country that is his culture. Yeah but it's not his culture yeah. anymore. Cause it's like not where he was raised. Cause he was, he was placed somewhere yeah. else. And then that culture, that American culture is rejecting yeah. him too. So he has no mm-hmm. home. He tries to forcibly make his home by taking the throne of mm-hmm. Wakanda, but like goes about it in all of the wrong yeah. ways, reasonable, like uh, understandable ways that I think anyone who has empathy should yeah, understand and, and feel, but like the wrong ways for sure. Um, but also like, I have a lot of friends that were just like, I didn't think his plan was that bad. And I was like, you know, I understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. because I think that's a very real and understandable emotion to be like, yeah, let's like, let's run things. And if we have to do it the hard way, we do the hard way. Um, But for me, I think like the point that drove that home was at the very, very end um, when uh, Killmonger is dying, watching the sunset. Mm -hmm. And um, the line he says to T'Challa, the like bury me in the ocean line yeah is like so pretty yeah and also so damning yeah. of american culture what they did to black culture yeah. um yeah that's like that that's that point that maybe where i was just like cool like that's that's the other movie i'm watching yeah. right now and that's like the important like the movie that you would make that's like the indie mm-hmm. film or, like, the Sundance film that he somehow inserted into this Marvel blockbuster. Yeah, and and it's,
0: the, Um, and that last line, it's, uh, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from the ships, because they knew that death was better than bondage. And it's, like, so, like, indicative of, like, what America, what, like, our society is, and what it's done to, to black people, and, like, stripping them away from their homes and their culture, and, like I would rather he's like I would rather die than to be stuck in a place like this. I I don't want-
1: yeah. Yeah, even it's even a condemnation of like the modern mm-hmm. uh uh like uh, prison as corporation, private prison yep. like complex basically. Yeah. Um it extends even into that. And that was just that moment where I was like, "Oh, fuck, mm-hmm. cool." Like I mean, I was already enjoying the entire movie, but that was just like such a beautiful period yeah. on like a on a really beautiful essay. Mm-hmm. Um that like that was like that one hit me really oh hard. yeah that's why i didn't finish that line because i couldn't because i was starting yeah. to like dwell yeah about it. yeah it's <laughs> yeah it's it's uh
0: it's it's tough it's really it's it's really crazy and like to to felt to feel like that on screen and it's it's like to feel acknowledged that that what's mm-hmm. happening to you isn't exclusive to this so you're not making it up like yet yeah, this is a real thing that other people have experienced it's it's really yes. reassuring and affirming, and people like and people are always like 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 diversity, quote unquote, and like what, like why does it matter and why does it matter? Why are people making such a big deal about a superhero movie? Like the people are making a big deal about a superhero movie starring black people because we, we never see ourselves represented like this. No one we never mm-hmm. like black like. It, it is a proven fact that when people see images that reflect themselves in the content they consume, they, it broadens their worldview of what they themselves can possibly be. And when there are only mm-hmm. images of little black boys and black girls that are thugs or in, in low-income housing and don't get to do anything else besides being, like, thugs and strippers and whores and this or that or whatever, like, they're, like, that's all that they feel that they can ever become. So being able to see themselves as things that white people get to see themselves be every fucking day and every fucking thing that's on every fucking channel on television is a huge deal for us. And I think, if anything, it should be an indicator that, huh, maybe if we do the same stories but maybe include people of color, whether they're Black or Latinx or or Asian or, or whatever, that these are all positive images that people can see themselves represented because it actually reflects the world that we live in. Like, it's not all just Eurocentric. Like, people are from all over the world, and people talk about how America's a melting pot and want to use that as an excuse to, like, say, like, oh, well, I mean, we live in America, and, like, the songs are saying, like, the N-word so I can say it because it said it in the song. It's like, no, like, you don't get to say those things. Like just because you saw it in something, it's like people want to see themselves represented and stuff and see that they can be all of these different things. Like, it's not... Yeah. Like, it's not hard to... I don't get how it's so hard for some people to see that and understand that that's what, you know, all that they're asking is that we can see ourselves represented in, in the same kind of content that white people get to see themselves represented in every day.
1: Yeah, I mean and it's like it's like black culture was forced into this abusive relationship where they get gaslit constantly Mm -hmm. where it's like it's it's inescapable like black culture was brought here forcibly um black people were brought here forcibly and then you know uh (laughs) here under terrible circumstances and then even once those circumstances like quote unquote once slavery ended which it still exists in Mm -hmm. different ways now um at that, like you're, like you're saying, you know, um, you're not seeing yourself represented. Black culture is not seeing yourself represented. You're not being told that you can be anything. And in fact, it's being you're being told you can't yeah. be anything. You are like actively being gaslit mm-hmm. by an entire country yeah. that you are deeply ingrained in. And it's inescapable. Yeah. Um, and it's like America has to learn how to love black people and not just their music and their food and their culture and sanitize it and Mm -hmm. then have Justin Timberlake co-opt it or, 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 their restaurants co-op it or turn jazz into rock and roll or, or whatever else. Um, and I think that's why, again, Wakanda is like such a cool thing because it gives you, it, it gives everybody a, like a concept of what it would be if that didn't happen. If you have this like, Advanced place that never got colonized. Yeah. Um, that's why I love that when Sherry calls, what's his name, a colonizer. I fucking it's so yeah. fucking fun in me because it's like, yeah, I of was course. howling,
0: I was fucking uh, howling the that
1: they theater. not also her referencing a vine and yelling, "What are those yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about?" His yeah, shoes. Like, um, yeah, but no, it's just, it's great. Yeah, but, it was just like such a wonderful
0: experience, and like I loved like every part of it. Um, I will say that like. Let's just be clear that um mm. the moral of the story is listen to black women because, <laughs> yes. because like e- at every moment, like Okoye, Shuri, and Nakia were like, You gotta do this. And this is what's gonna happen and this is what's gonna happen to you. Or whatever. Like when Okoye was like, don't fuck it up and then he was like I don't fuck shit up and then he goes and he and he fucks he's like don't freeze and he's like I never freeze and then he, and then he mm-hmm. freezes and then Okoye mm-hmm. has to save him because he's so like like entranced by how fucking beautiful and perfect that L- Lupita Nyong'o is in the film that like that oh, like yes. sh- that Okoye has to save him like the women in that movie are constantly saving him he oh, wouldn't have been able to accomplish any of what he did. T'Challa would not have been able to do anything if it wasn't for Nakia Okoye and Shuri helping him the entire time. Like mm-hmm. the That's moral the of the story of Black Panther is listen to black women. Like literally black women saved you. You were in a fucking coma in in yes, in yes. ice. Talking about how you never freeze but bitch you're frozen in a coma in ice. <laughs>
1: It's like I froze all. You lot.
0: froze for like a solid bit of the movie. You were frozen, like literally. <laughs> black women saved you. Listen mm. to black women. The end.
1: I think we've been we've been saying this since the election. But, but I mean, honestly. Like they're trying yeah, to save you. They're like, trying to save you.
0: It, it's so good.
1: It's so good. <laughs> Alright, so DJ, I gotta go in mm-hmm. a minute. Wanna just I'm just gonna leave us leave you guys, everybody, with two mm-hmm. things. First, uh infinity war the first of those movies happens like in a month or two i'm I'm
0: so excited for infinity
1: wars yeah so my my hope either infinity war part one or two um kill tony let sherry be iron man Mm -hmm. (laughs) let 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 sherry i want like i want sherry so badly to be iron man and for her to be so much more advanced than he is and so like just like constantly not impressed with any of his tech because she's Mm -hmm. just like yeah okay that's pretty Mm -hmm. good that's like good for not Wakanda technology, I guess. Yeah. Um, I just love the idea of that. And because in the comics you have Riri, who's a young yeah. black woman who is not established at all in the Marvel yeah. movies. And so just, it just, it would be interesting to see like Shuri kind of slot into becoming, uh, La- Lionheart, yeah. which I think is Riri's name, uh, her like Iron Man name, uh, or yeah. Ironheart. Yeah Ironheart, is what it is. yeah. Ironheart. Um, which could be could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Though also I think in the comics sometimes Shuri is Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So uh and like she has like a slightly different like fighting style. I think she fights with like a spear instead of like claw. I know Shuri cool. has
0: like the two like tiger gun fists.
1: Yeah, she has those in the in, in the, the movie. movie, but I guess like yeah. in the in the comics, I think her like her big defining thing is she uses like oh, okay. a spear okay. or a staff cool. when she fights cool. or something. As far as mm-hmm. I understand. Um the other thing, I'm just gonna leave you guys to think with this one and then I'm gonna leave. Uh T'Challa is Naruto, and Killmonger is I Sasuke. Hate you so much. Hold up, think about but it though. Just think th- about it for a I little mean, bit. Just think about it. Let it marinate. Wrong. Get, get get back at me with a thought piece fucking, about it. God damn it! <laughs> and now and now I have to go. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much. Yes. Um, please. Shoot us. We have uh, some listener email uh, that we're not going to yep. get to today, but we'll get to you on our mm-hmm. next episode. Um, get at us, though. What, DJ, what's that email? What's the email? Um, it's at a
0: magicalboyspodcast at com. Hit us up.
1: Yep. Uh, you can find DJ um, You can where? find me
0: at uh Oh Hey DJ on both Twitter and Instagram. And really quickly, so when this episode goes live, um it'll be Wednesday the 28th. So I will be in the Seattle area um from Wednesday the 28th until Sunday the uh 4th. So that's I'll be up there for Emerald City Comic Con, so I'm going to be up there um Wednesday night at Rebar in C- in Seattle. I am a judge on the uh, on the Geeks Out and Jet Space magazine uh, pre uh, Emerald City Comic Con party at Rebar. I'm judging the cosplay panel, the co- the cosplay contest. So I'll be there on the panel with a couple other people judging cosplay, and it's gonna be everything. It's gonna be super fun, and I'll be Dope. selling art that entire weekend. I'll be at the sixth floor on the artist alley. And my table is Q12. I'll be there with a bunch of other queer people. It's going to be amazing. Come see me all weekend. I'm on a couple different panels. You can see all that information
1: on my Twitter. It's my pinned post. And you can get me at Twitter um, at robots, R-O-O-B-O-T-S. Also on Instagram. And I think on Vero, it's just my real name. Yeah, uh, Vero. Uh, Because that's how Vero's working right now.
0: Yeah, Vero, it's my real name. Yeah, I think so. So DJ Kirkland on Vero.
1: So get us at that. Um, and by the time the next episode comes out, I'll be on a plane to Japan for a couple weeks, so if you have any Japan wrecks for me, uh, hit me up, let me know. Give me
0: that shit, I want you to bring me some shit. I'm telling you, you tell
1: me what you want, you tell me what Sailor Moon shit you want from Universal Mm -hmm. Japan, you just tell me pick it up for you
0: yes um we love you guys so much thank you again for listening to us always please uh leave us a review on itunes that stuff goes a long way for us we want to get up there on the chart so you can see more stuff from us um you're amazing we i can't wait to see you guys in seattle if you're going to be in that area for emerald city um stay magical and we'll see you next time yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.